0: to the Beer Healer Interviews. I am your host, Chris Lukinenko, and I scour this big brand land of ours, looking under fermenters and behind mash tuns to find the best beer stories to share with you. The Beer Healer Interviews is now available on all major podcast services. If you like the show and want to help out, can I ask you to simply rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast service? Just leave a few words and a rating and the podcast gods will do the rest. By doing this, you'll help others to discover the show more easily and hopefully get more people interested in this great industry that we call craft beer. It's not going to come as a surprise to you that because of COVID, some in the craft brewing community are doing it pretty tough. It's also not going to be a surprise to you that during these tough times, the community is rallying together in whatever way they can to help ensure the industry gets through this. I heard a story this past week about one brewery working with a few others on a bit of a collaboration project, and so I decided to put to work those amazing journalistic skills I learned back in grade 9 English class and do a little digging. It led me to these two gentlemen I have on this podcast tonight, Luke Phillips from Deep Creek Brewing and Matt Wilson from the newly crowned champion brew pub at the Indies, Moffat Beach Brewing. Welcome to the Beer Healer Interviews, gents. Thanks, mate. Awesome. Awesome. Nice to be here. It's, it's great that Matty's actually here. Um, thanks to his wife, Shaz, for uh, doing everything in terms of the IT to get him online tonight. Uh, the Wilsons. Wow. Lucky he can brew a great beer. That's all I to say. Thank you very much. Now, uh, now, look, listeners of the podcast know Deep Creek pretty well, as I've had uh, your co-founder Scott Taylor on a couple of times. So I might start with Matt first, if that's okay with you. Sure. Cool. First of all, Matt, congrats on the award this week, mate. That was fantastic.
1: Thanks, mate. Yeah, we were um, pleasantly surprised. Um, Yeah, because we've had a little bit of success at the Indies before, but um, we've never ever sent any packaged beer in. Um, And this year, with what's been going on um, worldwide, um, you know, everyone's had to, to change things. And the Indies was no exception, and I was actually really really um impressed that they managed to put on an awards um in the first place yeah. but, um it was uh package only and um we you know we've just got a very very small um brew pub on the beach at Moffat Beach, and we don't have a canning line um We were gypsy brewing um down at um seven mile Brewing company down in um down in ballana um and so, our summer ale, which we um we picked up an award for um was the only beer I think that was um in a proper can uh the rest of them we just had to rattle off um on the bench, <laughs> the bench top canning machine that was yeah um and surprisingly um none of the ones that we rattled off on the bench top um we got a couple of silvers, which I was impressed with, but no golds out of those. But, yeah, super stoked with um, with, with, with our results.
0: Yeah, awesome. You said uh, at the start of that uh, that it was a, a nice surprise, a lot nicer surprise than a bogan trying to put a Tarana through your front window the other day, eh? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, we've had a fairly hectic couple of weeks. Um, yeah, old mate. Uh, look, every, every year around formal time, um, all the kids from um, Caloundra, they're they end up down at Moffat beach and have their photos and whatnot. And, um, unfortunately, um, yeah, uh, a guy did a burnout down the bottom of the hill and then came up and, and put it through our, um, our outdoor dining area. Unfortunately, he cleaned up two of our patrons. Um, both of them ended up in hospital, but we're just really, really thankful that no one was killed. Um, they yeah. If the council didn't have those bollards there, they, they were they were gingerbread, without a doubt. And, Shit. Uh, it was just well, so, hopefully... lucky that, so so lucky that no one was killed. Um, uh, the gentleman, I, I think he had broke his leg in three places and was put in a hospital and his wife was in a fair bit of shock. But um, I wasn't there at the time. Um, I was at our new um, production facility working there, but my wife ended up, on the scene pretty quickly and my, my, my staff did an amazing job of um – you know, just handling the situation, especially the the, the two blokes, um, Tim and, and Brad Ziller, who were on there. They they did a really really good job. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've been on an episode of Home and Away the last two weeks.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully the authorities sort that fuckwit out because what an idiot. But uh, glad glad to hear that nobody was uh, was killed. It uh, could have gone pretty bad. Let's yes. let's turn it over to some some much nicer chat. And I want to know because I've never been to Moffat Beach, but I believe it's a bloody beautiful part of the world. I, I just want to know. Why Moffats and how it all got started with this little uh, three hundred litre brew kit down there?
1: Yeah, um, look, I, I spent a number of years um, in my, most of my twenties in the military. Um, I got out when I was about twenty nine, I think. Um, somehow, jagged a job in the um, financial markets in Sydney, um, which is where I met my wife, Sharon. Um, and then, uh, was, we, was she we,
0: coming over to help you with your IT problems? That's the girl that helped me with my. <laughs> but, um, I was,
1: um, but anyway, um, yeah, I was working in the financial markets industry. We we were married, had a couple of kids. Um, I did that for about five or six years, and then I got made redundant. Um, and Sharon had only just gone back to work on maternity leave, um, but she was job sharing with another. Um, another girl who'd come back from maternity leave. So she was only doing like two to three days a week and it just wasn't going to cut it on one wage and I was going to find it hard to get another gig doing that job. Um, And then, um, yeah, she found um, the little spot where we are at Moffat Beach. It was for sale and it was going pretty cheap at the time. And look, we flew up, we had a look at it and we just thought, well, why not? Let's have a crack. Shaz has got a um, a little bit of hospitality industry um, experience behind her. I had absolutely nothing. I drank a lot of beer. <laughs> um, but that was about it. And um, look, we we came up there and we um, we just made it work. We we found our little niche. That I remember when we um, before we we'd spent a couple of. A couple of weeks, you know, painting the place and and just doing what we could on. Um, I had a we had a little bit of money behind us from my redundancy, which sort of got us um, started. But um, we knew that we had to be careful with it, and it was a massive, massive risk taking this on without really any experience. But we, um yeah, we we did some painting and we got the place looking schmick. And then it was a Sunday, and we went round to the local BWS and got a. Got a six pack of four pints, parallel stubbies, and we just sat at the front benches, which is exactly where old mate put his Tirana through it, which is not there anymore. <laughs> and we just looked at, um, you know, the beach and how beautiful it was. And it was two o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday afternoon, and we just watched the cafes either side of us just packing up when it was just teeming with people. And we thought, "Fucking hell, why is no one doing beer here?" Yeah, uh, and that was our that was our light bulb moment. And I was always had a passion for beer and um so we we thought Had right, you I, brewed though? Not at that stage, no. no, no um, oh right, okay. This is, is two thousand and twelve. Um yep. I, I'd I'd always been interested in it but just didn't know how to go about it, getting getting involved and, and I was busy in Sydney, you know, two two babies and work and whatnot. So yeah. I didn't really sort of get into it. I think I did a couple of um a couple of brews out at one of those um, brew bars, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but that was it. That was the extent of my brewing. Experience.
0: This is interesting though, because most of the blokes and women that I speak to on this podcast have got they say, "Yep, I'm interested in beer," and then they go, "And I was a home brewer, and I've done this, and I've done that." You're literally jumping in with both feet with with bugger all knowledge, so. For those out there listening, and obviously they're going to be loving this kind of advice. What what do you do next? How do you take that next step when you have well, got virtually but, zero experience? Well, it
1: was sort of, sort of a little bit of an accident. Like we were, we just thought, like, okay, beer is going to be our thing here. Um, so we we put in um, actually four pines because we used to go to four pines all the time and um, have beers there, and 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 it was always in the back of our mind. How cool would it be to put in a little? a little brew house here like what Four Pines have at Manly. Um, but we just oh, had to no how we were going to go about that. So um, anyway, I, I sent them an email and Brad Fidge, um, who was their sales rep, um, came and saw us and he goes, look, we're not in the business of putting taps in for people or anything like that. He goes, but I can give you a kegerator. And as long as it's just our it oh, yeah? that goes through it. So we said, yeah, cool. So we did that um, and it went off. Like there was no, never any tap beer at Moffat beach. So so that, that went good. And I said, Hey Fiji, I need a, I need another one. So he gave me another later, (laughs) and then, um, and then we just thought, right, we're we're ready to put in some taps. So we put in, um, we put in six taps and Luke was one of the first sales reps that we bought beer off. He was working for Moonbrew at the time. Um, and we put in, um, at, right now, these beers would probably people would say they're quite pedestrian, but at the time they were pretty cutting edge for Calandra. We had on um, Four Pines Colch, Four Pines Pale Ale, Moobrew Pilsner, Stone and Wood Pacific Ale, Holgate Mount Macedon Pale Ale, and Murray's Whale Ale. That was that was oh, yeah. the offering that we had on.
0: Was that about twenty thirteen fourteen? Was it? That was two thousand and thirteen. Yep. Um, yeah, so like seven years ago. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They they would have been sort of cutting edge back then. Yeah, um, and look, it, it went really well for
1: us. It was a bit of a hard slog with some of the locals who just wanted to come in and have a 4X, but we wanted to do something <laughs> different. We wanted to um, – you know, we just thought, look, if you want to go and have a VB or a 4X or, or can't draft for a 2 is new, you can go to the surf club and get that. We just wanted to have that point of difference. and um you know, there's nothing wrong with drinking those beers. Um, you know, sometimes I get out of the surf and I just want to have, you know, a good Aussie mainstream lager. Not not very often, but sometimes, you <laughs> know, I'm in that mood. Um, and, that, and that's cool, but that's not what we're about from the get-go. Um, and then how I actually got into brewing was um, Dan Rawlings, who was the sales rep for Holgate at the time. Um, Paul Holgate was, it was part of Brews Vegas, I think it was 2013. Um, Paul Holgate was doing a um, a demonstration. He was brewing his road trip um, IPA from scratch on a brew in a bag system. Yeah,
0: nice. And
1: Dan invited us down there and said, look, you know, Shaz come down? This is going to be a good afternoon. And, and it was. It was a great afternoon. And I just saw him brew it and I thought, I can do this. And so I, um,
0: the light shined and down just, and there was your epiphany moment. Yeah, well, sort of. And I,
1: I just thought, well, I'll... I'll buy all the kit and i and I just started brewing as a means of educating myself on what it was that we were selling in the venue. And then it overtook the garage and, um, <laughs> we
0: had. There the, it started, right? That's where like it started
1: and it kicked off. Yeah. And, um, like we had this back area of the, um, of the venue, which is where the brew house is now. And no one ever sat there ever because it was always, people want to sit out and look at the ocean. We've got a, a view of the yeah. ocean and, um, yep. Shaz so just said beers at home are tasting pretty good maybe we maybe we look at investigating if we can actually put in a um a little brew house in here and 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 you just and, said i love you yeah pretty much i think she just wanted to <laughs> ask her back mate. but um <laughs> <laughs>
0: great review and subscribe Three words that struck a chord in every sensitive 44-year-old podcaster who dreams of telling stories of craft beer. And something that I talk about a lot, but I really can get this little potty into more ears and therefore grow craft beer for all of us to enjoy. So even if you listen elsewhere, if you've got an iPhone, you've got Apple Podcasts, and therefore you can help out the show. Those three words, rate, review, and subscribe.
1: But, yeah, that's how it kicked off, and then we, um, we've we just gone from there. And um, it hasn't all been smooth sailing. Like, um, scaling recipes up from a 20-litre brew-in-a-bag system to a 300-litre system was not just a matter of, um, you know, times it. In- times it in- by in- nine or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, it, it did take me a little bit of um, – work to dial it in, and um, I'm the first to admit that the beers were pretty average when we were first banging them out. Um, And and, and I've said the story to to a few people before, but the best thing that we did was we entered beers into um, the Indies, which were back then were the Craft Beer Awards. They were in Brisbane in 2016, I think it was. Um, And we just thought, right, well, it's in our backyard. We will enter the beers, and we'll get a bit of feedback and see how we're going and It's not my mates saying, "Yeah, mate, that's awesome um this is unfettered um you know feedback from you know brewing professionals, and it was absolutely brutal, um we just got absolutely slaughtered, and I still oh, got, did you, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, we didn't get one one medal at all, no no, no nothing um um which is probably fair enough. But I've still got all of those feedback cards, and I oh, nice. and I look at them, and I, and I use that. I, I didn't get upset about it. I didn't. Um, I didn't go, "Well, what do they know?" or anything like that, because I knew that they all knew plenty. And I just took it on board, and I go, "Okay, we've got this fault here. We've got this fault here. We've got this fault here. Let's. How do we go about rectifying that?" And
0: I'm um, I thought you might have done some uh you know tracing of their handwriting and then sort them out afterwards at the at the parties Amazing. um Owen Johnston David Gill, whoever else has been judging over the years no no no, not at all um, it was actually
1: all look it was brutal, but it was very very useful um feedback and and I used it you know I used it and and I've used it to make the beers better and and each year we've entered in the awards, and each year we've done a little bit better and a little bit better. Sometimes we, you know, have a little bit of a um, slip back. But um, one thing that we're pretty proud of – doesn't kill you of,
0: makes you stronger?
1: Yeah. One, well, the one thing that we're pretty proud of is is the fact that we've um, – especially in the last couple of years, we're really proud of the fact that the beers have been pretty consistent. So um, from yep. from sort of um, – I think it was um, 2018 we won um, Champions Small Brewery at the Indies. Um and then the next year in at uh, the AIBAs we got three gold medals there and then um you know we had a really good run um at the Indies the next year I think we got two golds again and then um and then this year's been phenomenal for us. We cleaned up at the, the Queensland Beer Awards, we got Grand Champion Beer there and champion brew pub and champion IPA which was amazing and then um
0: and then yeah, yeah, we um We've had a, another good run at the Indies. so yeah, absolutely. Um, um, just, just checking, uh, Luke, you still there, mate? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, good mate, good, mate. You, you didn't tell me Matty was such a good talker. Uh, I'm just having yeah. a little listen at the
2: background. I've, uh, <laughs> I've listened to him talking for uh, for many, many years. So um,
0: yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> That's good. We'll, we'll get to you, mate. We'll get to you. But let's, let's move on, Matt. To um, what? I just want to know what stage during all that process in during those years did you realise that. You probably need to have a second site. This was going to become more than just a brew pub for you.
1: Um, probably the start of 2008, oh, 2017, 2018. Um, we always struggled to keep up because uh, it is such a small system there at Moffat Beach. Um, and then we, we actually took two tanks out and put um, some bigger ones in there and then we thought, yep, that'll fix it, but that wasn't enough. And then we got people coming in, and they wanted to, you know, take away package beer, and we couldn't. We just couldn't do it because if you walk in there, there's no there's no room for packaging, and we were we always were along the lines that we'll never ever contract brew, we'll never ever gypsy brew, um, which we we ended up going down that road, Um, and and and. We're, I'm probably a better brewer for it because I, I went down to Seven Mile and, and saw how they worked, and I'm sure that they learned a few things off me as well. But, um, yeah, we um, it was about 2018, and then Shows Goes, look, there's a, um, a, a big trade show over in China. Um, let's go over and have a look. We'll get all the different breweries in the one spot at the one time. So we, we flew over there, and we, um, we had a look around. It was just sensory overload. And we saw all of these different breweries there and we were probably happy to get a quote off about five or six of them, which we did. And um, um, it hasn't all been smooth sailing. We, we put down the deposit and ordered the equipment um, and the, the equipment manufacturer that we chose, which is Tiantai and they've been, they've been awesome, but they were a little bit behind in their uh, forecasting of where they when they said the equipment would be ready um, and then um, and we actually also had a couple of um, hiccups with um, different sites falling through and council approvals and um, we actually all had one site lined up and then the owner sold the land to somebody else so there was a few hiccups there so it's, it took us a while to get us, to get everything across the, across the line um, and then, um, and then COVID hit and yeah, bang, yeah, we're in we the middle were, of,
0: of your, your building, it wasn't
1: it? Yeah, pretty much. We'd already signed a lease. Our landlord at um, Clounder Road has been amazing, they've been so, so good and, and upstanding, uh, which has been awesome. And, um, uh, Tiantai have been really good as well, but they, they just got totally shut down. So that was,
2: ah, the, uh, right,
1: they, they were stopping work, um. And we also had the, you know, pretty much the taps turned off at Moffat Beach, so we had all this yep. keg beer that we had kegged off that um, we weren't able to sort of move. Um, so we uh, and it was oh, a bit cool. scary as it was for everyone, but we yeah. um, we did the old uh, I think mean, pivot is the key word that everyone's been banning. Yes, yes, we've heard <laughs> that a lot. <laughs> we bought that we bought that single pan bench top canning machine and we put it to use, and people were just coming down and grabbing. Grabbing a couple of cans off the taps and going, having one, yep. and we moved it off. We were so so lucky. Oh, oh nice, wow.
0: nice. So
1: we nice. did that. Um, but yeah, the um, the kit ended up coming across. It there was probably about a delay of about sort of a year, I reckon. It's cost us.
0: Yeah, okay. Not just with yeah.
1: COVID, but with you know other things, um, and then of course the the Chinese were supposed to come out and put it together for us, and and they weren't able to do that, so. Um, me and uh, one of my customers, Rodney, who um, he, he's not only a customer, he's a good mate, but he's a he's a sparky, and he just sold his business last year. And I just said to him, "Mate, I'll pay you, but do you want to come and help me put all this thing together and do all the all oh, this, shit. Uh, sparky work?" And he goes, "Fuck yeah!" So oh, uh, nice. we've been we've been putting it together, and no instruction manual or anything. Um, oh, Shaz goes, um, she sent a message going, "Oh, is there an instruction manual?" And I said, "No instruction manual. We sent photo." And uh, <laughs> 368 photos. And, oh wow! Uh, Too big to download onto my laptop. So, uh, sorry, onto the iPad. So we're there with a the laptop, trying to zoom in and just working that. through it. Like we got. We got. Us don't need instructions. No, I'm not good with technology or um, or anything like that. But we managed to get the brew house together.
0: Now, Luke. Bring you in here now, mate. It's been twenty minutes. Time for you to have a bit of a chat. Uh, look, the situation that Matt found himself in as a result of COVID, with you know, being in the middle of a a bloody project, um, you know, uncertain times, looking to expand all that sort of thing. He he wasn't alone in terms of the market, was he?
2: No, hundred percent. And that's uh, that's pretty much how this sort of collaboration, sort of series, worked out together. Um, it actually happened to us um, over in New Zealand. We we're about to do a, a collab with uh, Beerbelotech from. Um, from Sweden, and yep. um, they were over. I think they were over for the um, for hop harvest, and. Um then shit hit the fan with covid and and stuff like that and they just had to just jump on a plane and go and the and the guys at the brewery like hamish and that were like oh what are we going to do about this collab?" In like well you got the recipe just brew it um <laughs> so yeah we 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 brewed a beer and we actually called it how are we supposed to collaborate if the world grinds to a halt
0: um oh nice snappy nice and short that was good yeah <laughs> Yeah, we can blame
2: Scotty Taylor for that one. Um <laughs> so um yeah, and then um the other thing was um we went into full lockdown over here and um you know I was just sitting pretty much sitting on my lounge all day long, just sending emails and things like that and listened to a you know a lot of podcasts and different things and, and uh Pete Mitchum and Matt Kirk you know, were doing the uh the antidote at the time.
0: Oh yeah, that was great.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um it was a lot of businesses, you know, that were just all struggling to cope and how they were pivoting, if I want to use that word as well, um, <laughs> just breweries and venues and how, how they were trying to, you know, how they were trying to get through this mess. And that sort of, you know, led me to think about, you know, how could we, how could we help because um, we're work in a bit of a different scenario we 've got uh we use a distributor over here in Australia, so uh we don't have sales reps as, as such um you know so we just wanted to and we've always been keen to do collabs and things like that and work with people so we we chose six breweries um lucky enough they all said yes um how, and- how
0: did you choose those six breweries i was I was keen to know that. Yeah,
2: look, it was- Like a tart
0: board around Australia or something?
2: (laughs) It was a combination of um, people that we knew and predominantly people that we knew who were going through significant upgrades and had it pretty much all on the line at the time. Um, Guys like um, Hemingway's who have got two venues in two really touristy venues um, in um, Cairns in North Queensland, Um, one next to a cruise centre port. There was obviously no cruise boats coming in at the time. we chose those guys. Um Maddie and Chaz were obviously an obvious choice because they would they'd just gone and bought a brewery and obviously couldn't do anything with it because of lockdown. Um Big Shed down in South Australia, it also went for a pretty significant um uh, capital rise and and um brewery upgrade. Uh Revel here in Brisbane as well, too. Um the same sort of situation. Um so yeah, that's how that stemmed.
0: So, how does the the local lockdown series actually work? Like, you know, what what does the, the little the, the other brewery get out of it? What do you guys get out of it? How does the recipe creation make? Like, so many questions.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, um, essentially. It, it's the host brewery's beer, obviously. Um, we're just here to help and um, yep. help out where we can. Um, so I get uh, Hamish Ward, who's our head brewer over in New Zealand. Obviously, no one can travel over from New Zealand at the moment. Yeah. So, um, so we get on a Zoom call if the Zoom works.
0: Yep. Um, <laughs> well, no, you wouldn't be getting on one with Maddie. You'd be getting on one with Shaz, and then she'd hand everything over to Maddie so he could talk.
1: No, we had to ring. Yeah. I couldn't remember her. She (laughs) she wasn't there. (laughs) You went
0: back to the old just the phone, did you, mate?
1: Yeah, we went, we did it on the phone.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. So everybody but Maddie. You're saying yes. Luke, uh, had a Zoom call so Brilliant. you could see each other's
2: faces? There was one other brewery, but I won't mention them. Um, <laughs> we ended up just getting on the phone as well. And by that stage, after dealing with Matt, I'd, we were already used to it. So we were like, oh, yeah, look, I'll just give you a call, mate, you know. And, um, yeah, so we did. Um, nice. Essentially, um, yeah, we just helped out. Um, obviously, Hamish has um, been brewing a lot of beers um, for a long time. Um, we've been lucky enough to win a fair few awards um so uh, yeah for the beers so um so that helped out um we could um share some knowledge and and um sort of help out where we could uh essentially what happens with the beer then obviously you know the host brewery retains the beer but then we sort of help out where we can and um try and Enter some markets that the breweries are not really familiar selling beer into. Yeah, so
0: this is this is what I'm intrigued with. So because you've got a an Australian distributor working on your behalf, you're able to use that relationship on behalf of the host brewery to basically piggyback your relationship there. Is it how it works?
2: Yeah, sort of. Um, we've been doing a, – we've done a little bit of that. We've also um, basically – I've just used a lot of my contacts and and um, hooked people up with, um, you know, avenues to be able to sell their beer. Um, some of the guys uh, – each brewery is in a different situation, right? So yep. um, some are already, you know – Moving beer into Queensland or moving beer into Victoria. Um, so each situation is totally different. So we just take each one differently. Um, so in regards to sort of Maddie and Shaz, you know, they, they haven't really moved any beer outside the Sunshine Coast. So, um, yeah, um, they don't have a sales team. Um, so essentially I'll, I'll probably run around and, and do a couple of calls for them on, on a day and, um, you know, hook them up with a couple of, uh, really nice craft venues here in Brisbane. Um, I've already spoken to a friend of mine in Victoria who's keen to take on a bit of um, a bit of stock. Um, so, yeah, each situation is obviously very different, um, but yeah, we just help out where we can.
0: Hey, Maddie. so with your brewmate, obviously you're doing it over the phone, I'm yep. keen to know yep. how How did you come up with the recipe? Is it sort of like, okay, you look after the malt bill, I'll look after the hops, or what, what happens? No, um, it was actually pretty easy. Yeah. Um, like we
1: um I actually just came up with what I thought was a pretty pretty good mold bill and um and Hamish um just said, Yep, that looks good, but I'd probably take that mold out and put another one in. And I went, Yeah, okay, I can see that. And then um so, so we're brewing a, a you know, a traditional big West Coast IPA. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, which is you know one Music of the to be- my ears. one of the beers that – um on I really, really love um, and love to drink and love to brew. Um, and and Hamish said the same thing. Um, and then with the hops, we just, you know, we've added some New Zealand hops and some Australian hops, and then we've used some big, big American ones. And um, it's actually, it was pretty easy because the system that Deep Creek have got over in New Zealand and the one that we've just installed is the same size, so it was pretty easy. Oh, and, nice! Um, yeah, and he he just said, "Look, I, I think we should use this amount of hops for here." And um, I was actually because I'm pretty new to brewing at this scale of size. Yeah, yep. I was actually pretty stoked that I came up with that same figure.
0: Um, oh, did you really? Oh, you're you, you that. The, I just thought
1: okay, I We should do. Yeah. this is on the dry hopping, and I went, okay, cool. Um, carried
0: I'm the up one, but two. Um,
1: but for me, it was really, it, it, it was easy. He, Hamish was really easy to talk to. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was pretty good. Um, but also, I got a lot out of it too. You know, um, you know, even with he said, take that mold out and use this one. I went, okay, I never thought of that. So. Um, at the very least I've learned something from the experience.
0: We I say it a lot. This this industry that we're all a part of is all about relationships. You know, there's I think, you know, probably two degrees of separation between most people. You know, once you work out a common common denominator there, like absolutely you know, Luke used to work for Moo Brew, I know OJ and, and Burridge, and you know, it's uh, it goes on and on from there. So for me, when I was thinking about this, I was trying to think of, you know, what what's Deep Creek gonna get out of this? And and really it, it's not necessarily anything financial, it's it's relationships. It's a bit like a, a pay it forward moment, making extra new relationships and and putting bucks in the karma bank. Is that kind of how you see it? Yeah. Like- sort of, yeah, yeah. So, sort of. but- <laughs> Yeah, but nah. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. You're dickhead. no, no. <laughs>
2: no i'm not disagreeing with you at all um yeah look essentially you know we just wanted to do something some way that we could help um australia is a pretty important market to deep creek so um you know obviously it's our second biggest market um we've got a few asian countries that are sort of nipping on the on the heels and um look the guys invested in in obviously Creating a position for me to work over over here for them, um, and we wanted to do something out of um, create some good out of this um, pretty shitty year, to be honest with you. So, um, look, I think like what Maddie touched on, um, it's been the same with all the with the other five breweries. Um, everybody seems to have got something out of it. Um, there's been some pretty deep and developed conversations. Um, I honestly didn't think we were we were going to get Nick and Clay from One Drop off the phone at one stage at of a Zoom <laughs> call, you know, because Nick was just like asking so many questions and and that was awesome, you know. Like so, hopefully that they can benefit from that, and um, yeah. you know, and then next year when the when the borders open, fingers crossed, you know, the guys can come over and we we may even do you know, you know,
0: keep it going
2: reverse collaborations or something yeah. something of that nature, you know. So yeah. it's such a you know cool business that we're in, the, the business of craft beer, but everybody's friends, you know, we're all in business and, and sometimes we're competing against each other, but at the end of the day, we're all mates. Yeah, absolutely. Like on the Sunshine Coast here at the
1: moment, there's, um, I think we're up to 15 or 15, 16 or 17 breweries here, but... Um, you guys are booming. Oh, it's it's insane. But um, like most of us, yeah, we're, we're competitors in some ways, but... We're we're all pretty good mates as well. Um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll run out of something and I'll get on the phone to you know McGarry from Your Mate's Brewery and say, "Hey mate, have you got have you got you know some yeast or this or those hops that I can borrow?" And vice versa, and and same with you know the other brewers around. So um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah cool. we
1: are competitors. Um, we we all sort of work together, which is great.
0: It's it's absolutely awesome. So and looking during some pretty shitty times this year, if nothing else, this is some good news to talk about uh, for each of the brewers, all of the breweries involved. Which is uh, something we just need right now. us good news stories. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Now, Matt. Um, so tell me, where exactly is the new brew house at? Is it commissioned, or are you still bloody sorting through all those photos?
1: No, no, mate. We're 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 commissioned. We've done a full brew cycle. <laughs> Um, we're, we're on just our, the one. No, we're on our second lot of. Oh, we've done
0: our oh, we second lot of say half a dozen beers, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, okay. and we've, we've brewed the um, we've brewed the beer that we did with Deep Creek. Um, and Luke came up for that. Um, yep, which was great. Um, now we're and we had a little bit of a soft opening on Saturday, so the um, Sunshine Coast Amateur Brewing Society, also known as SCADS, <laughs> had their, um, they had their presentation um, in our venue on Saturday, and that was a good little dry run for us, um, which yeah, was nice. fantastic because those guys were were pretty forgiving. Shaz and I uh, didn't have much hospitality experience when we started, but we've got a fair bit now. Um, so we sort of know what we're doing, and everything was really, really smooth. Um, but, um, yeah, it was good, and, and the awesome thing, this is sort of going on a Different tangent here, but the um, the winning beer from, from the scabs, um, the guy that brewed that, we're actually going to um, scale his beer up and we're going to brew it on the big system, which is oh, nice. As well. Yeah, that's his little prize, which was awesome.
0: Every home brewer's dream, yeah, basically. Yeah. And he
1: was so stoked when he won it. It was.
0: Yeah, nice, cool. nice. So,
1: yeah, opening, sorry, opening day is this Friday. Nice.
0: And as of course, tomorrow, I think, doesn't the border open up with bloody everybody for you guys? So, I think for so. how it's going to work? Yeah. Oh, how good that just in time for summer. You must have a big summer plan. Any any specific things you can tell us about, mate? We're um, I think it's going
1: to be a big one. I think we're going to be pretty pretty busy. So we're just going to like we got nothing on the horizon except making as much beer as we can and um, try to keep our heads above water. I think we're I think we're going to be pretty busy. The biggest thing for us is probably trying to find some staff at the moment. Um, yeah on the coast here it's it's pretty tight um, you know the, we're, we're lucky that we've got a few baristas but that you can't find because we do coffee and breakfast and stuff at Moffat beach um but it's it's really hard to find chefs and and, and staff and so um yeah anyone uh, out there anybody listening get, up, get yeah. up to the sunshine coast there's plenty of jobs in hospital oh, yeah, anyway. Fine. There's not too many jobs doing anything else but hospital, but um it's probably a hospitality <laughs> job.
0: That's all right.
2: The second mate the Coast. It's the most beautiful place in the world.
0: I, I was meant to get up there, I forget, at some stage this year. We had a, a trip planned just after everything sort of quietened down, And but then Victoria all happened again and nobody was flying and my trip up that way uh, got canned. But uh, it's on the list. It'll be happening at some stage soon. And when I do, I'm going to come and have a look at this little place called Moffat Beach because uh, it sounds fucking awesome. Mate,
1: well, what – when you get up here, make sure you hit me up. We'll we'll show you around.
0: Don't you worry about that. Sensational. Well, uh, look, guys, thanks very much for your, your time tonight, um, Luke. What you guys at Deep Creek are doing with this uh, program is is fantastic. Congratulations on uh, pulling us together, and and Matty, um, congratulations, mate, on your your bloody award again. That is just such such great news, and uh, all the best for what I hope is going to be a big summer with heaps of tins being drunk. So uh, thanks for joining me tonight thanks Chris
1: thanks thanks, Luke I'd just like to say yeah thanks to the Deep Creek team we really appreciate it And, and thanks to you Chris as well pleasure good on you awesome thanks guys
0: thanks for listening I really hope you enjoyed the episode if you have an interesting beer story and want to be a guest on the Beer Healer interviews send me a message via my Facebook page And once again, if you want to help out the show, a simple rate and review on Apple Podcasts or a follow, like, or share on any other podcast service will do the trick. I'll catch you soon.